0: Welcome to the Informed Pregnancy and Parenting Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Elliot Berlin. I'm here today with co-host, Kristen Pelesi. Welcome back. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. Today, we're talking to a person for whom there is no single title that would come close to explaining the depth and breadth of what she does. She's a renowned doula, wellness, and women's empowerment coach. She has been featured in Us Weekly, Allure, Women's Health, and Cosmopolitan, all of my favorite magazines, plus... Wellness websites and motherhood blogs, including Well and Good, Chalkboard, The Bump, and Modern Mom. She's authored the very popular pregnancy book, The Mindful Mom-to-Be, Lori Bregman. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Oh my goodness, I've been trying to have you forever. You're just always at a birth.
1: I know, it's crazy. And I actually slowed down, which is...
0: You used to be always at a birth plus... Yeah, on steroids. <laughs> <And then some. laughs> birth plus.
1: Birth, birth on steroids. Like births on steroids.
0: I tell you this all the time. I'm totally humbled by how much you do. I'm in awe of your work. And I want to get a sense of how you got to be, like healer is what I think of when I think of you. Oh. And that's the one title I could possibly put that's an umbrella to everything that you do. And I'm really curious how you came to incorporate all the different things in your tool belt that you bring into the work that you do. And then my hope is... Along the way, we can share little nuggets of wisdom from each tool in your dual belt with our listening audience. Okay. Where did you start? You've been doing this for almost 20 years.
1: Yeah, I started, I was just, uh, you know, my dad once said to me, um, that he quotes that Steve Jobs quote about how, um, what does he say? That you uh, you can only connect the dots looking backwards. And I feel like I came into the world. The way I came into this world, the way my mom's pregnancy with me was my birth, and the first couple years of my life set me up to do the work I'm doing because through the healing that I had to do, and all through the healing
0: you had to do after your birth, yeah, ooh,
1: my birth, my mom's pregnancy, all these kind of things. There was so much. It was like it was like I read this book, Sacred Contracts, and it talked about how you come in and you. It's, it was so amazing. This, this whole thing about how you come in and your soul has a path and all these things. And um, my, I feel like my soul came in to do this. Um, and it all started with the way I was born, my mom's pregnancy with me, and how. Were you sh- the first? Yeah, and how it shaped me as a human being. And, Can you
0: share more about her pregnancy?
1: Um, she was seventeen, not married. Back in the '60s, that was kind of unheard of and um she got forced not forced but it was basically like they want she wanted to put me up for adoption my dad said i'm you know you're going to have this child either i'll raise you i'll raise lori or my um i'll either raise her or you know i'll you, you know but you're not having or we're get married and so my her parents and his parents talked and they got married and she went into a depression i think she probably tried to do some things to oh really not have me. And um, so I came into the world with an imprint. Oh, you're seeing that
0: all happen before you were born. Yeah. Like when she found out she was pregnant.
1: Yeah. So I came into the world with an imprint. Um, Once I did some deep healing work on myself, I was in hypnotherapy and I came up with this imprint of, I felt like a burden didn't deserve to exist and felt unlovable. And I was like, whoa, where's this coming from? That's
0: after you did hypnotherapy?
1: During my hypnotherapy session.
0: It was like it like was. How old were you when you started exploring that? I
1: think 25. Okay, I started doing all this like deep work on myself, and it was the theme that was running my life. Now I had not not didn't know anything about my birth or my pregnant mom's pregnancy with me
0: at that point.
1: Mm-mm. And do you have
0: siblings? Yeah, from the same one younger, couple? one mm-hmm. younger sibling. Oh, two, two younger. Okay,
1: one younger full brother from my mom, and then I have a ton of brothers and sisters from. Um, you know, my dad and my stepmother.
0: I oh, got it. Okay.
1: So um, it was in through hypnotherapy, I, I, I realized that this imprint that I came into the world from was this huge wound that was running my life, and I was making all my choices from that place. Mm-hmm. So I started doing all this work and trying to figure out where this came from. And around the same time, I had taken, I was taking my doula training, and um, I was a Prenatal massage therapist, and was working on everybody in Hollywood, and um, taking my yoga teacher training, and doing all these different things. And um, that's in your twenties. Yeah, twenties, late twenties, early thirties.
0: Is and you're already exploring pregnancy, mm-hmm. and then you found out about your mom's pregnancy.
1: Well, when I was in my t- training, this is why it was so weird because when I was in my training, Anna Anna um, Beerwald, yeah, she oh, was wow. my teacher, yeah and she's one of the pillars. Oh, she's amazing. Yeah. She's incredible. So, she said to me, um, you know, she said to all of us, there's a reason you're here. Like we don't you you don't pick this kind of work if something and that kind of I just had this aha moment, but I didn't know what it was.
0: But just as a footnote, in context 20 years ago cuz now in Los we're in Los Angeles, there's doulas on every corner, mm-hmm. right? But 20 years ago, there weren't. And in big parts of the country, you say the word doula and they still don't even know what you're talking about. Right. So at that time, when somebody's driven to become a doula, especially, there's something pushing you into that weird out there field.
1: Yeah. I was, ev- uh, everything I was doing was when I took my when I was studying with all these healers and I was taking my doula training and I was not doula training, but prenatal, when I was taking massage therapy, I was like, I've got to gear this towards pregnancy and I'm going to gear my yoga towards pregnancy. And I'm going to, all this healing work. I'm like, Oh, can I do that with pregnant women? Like, and it was just, I didn't know where it was coming from. And then I did this work with the hypnotherapist and I went back and, and she, she's like, let's get to the root and see where this came from. And boom, I went back into the womb, Ooh. and. I started having a panic attack in the session. And I couldn't breathe. And um, she took me out of the session and said, I think you should talk to your mom about
2: her, her birth.
1: birth. And so my mom just started crying. And she said, the fact that you survived that pregnancy, your soul was so meant to be here. And wow. she told me about her birth. And you know, in the 60s, she was, nobody was allowed in the room. She was in the room with other people. And she was scared and crying. And um, like she was crying for my dad. And they put her to sleep and pulled me out. You know, they literally put them, at that time, people to sleep. And I was pulled out with forceps. And then they took me to – I was an incubator because I was so small for like five days.
0: Were you early?
1: I don't think – no, I was just – she didn't really eat very much.
0: small. Oh, she didn't eat very much. Yeah.
1: And back in the day, they smoked. Right. So um, that was – you know, she kind of told me all about, you know, some stuff with the pregnancy and everything. And then – I got to the root of it and I found what was going on and I started doing a lot of healing work and I became obsessed with womb psychology and all Thomas Verney's books and Michael Odeon and all those books. Um, And I try to share that with my clients in a way that doesn't freak them out. Like, so I do believe that the more supported, the better that you feel, the, you know, the women feels, it does affect that child. So it's probably the reason why. I mean, my biggest wound turned out to be my greatest gift of how would I share with people.
0: Wow, I mean, it explains a lot. I didn't know any of that, but yeah. I, I've known you for a long time, and I see your clients all the time, and I know how much you put into them. Yeah. And, I'm
1: very invested with my people. You know,
0: I'm a doula, and I feel bad about myself compared to you on how much you put into them. And it's,
1: <laughs> You're doing a 90 million other things. I'm
0: doing some I other mean, things. I mean, seriously. Some but, other things. <laughs> one or two. Know, you're, yeah. you're one to talk, Kristen. You're, you're a doula, became a mother. You graduated chiropractic school in five days. And um, what else are you doing? You read The Mindful Month of last week, so
1: I did. In, in like a in, in an hour.
2: Yeah <laughs> You know. I like to read. Uh,
0: so it it kind of explains how deeply passionate you are mm-hmm. and why you're so passionate about the work that you're doing. But it's also interesting that you were sort of driven to healing before that. hmm. I mean, massage therapy is healing.
1: I was always into health and wellness and for yourself? Um, yeah. And just a, a kind of just always into the newest thing. And um, I was raised that way. My mom-mom kind of raised me that way, very healthy. And so it was kind of my lifestyle. Um, and I got into the – first started with massage because I wanted to become an acupuncturist for f- fertility and pregnancy. Okay. And um, I had to put my way through school. So I started doing massage, and then I was like, wow, I'm really good at this. and. Mm. Then I started doing all types of massages and then geared towards pregnancy. Um, and then I started studying energy work and healing and working with psychics and um, just learning all these different different modalities of healing and brought that into my work. Um, and now I just do it through only with pregnant women and new moms.
0: Do you still incorporate all of these things into your personal wellness routine? Yeah. So you still do yoga, but you and you also use nutrition and herbs, and it's, it's sort of amazing how much you know about food and how you can use uh, natural food for its healing power.
1: Yeah, and everybody's different. So that's my big thing is I take so much time with my people because I like to see, you know, you treat them all like you do. You have a million people coming through your office, and each one of them is so different that, right. you, you know, what works for one might not work for another. And, you know, you get to really, like go into their psyche and see who they are.
0: As you're even talking right now, I'm thinking about some of the clients we work on together and Mm -hmm. how, how broad, you know, the spectrum is in terms of how holistically minded they are or what they want out of their pregnancy or birth. But you seem to really be able to help them, you know, wherever they want to be.
1: Yeah. And some people just want to more skim this, you know, the surface and you can't push somebody further than they're willing to go, but you can you know, support them where they're at and and plant little seeds and, you know.
2: Yeah. And I feel like she's really ahead of her time, too, because right now there's so much science about thinking about or studying what if the baby, you know, now they're talking more if you see um, uh, commercials like, you know, play music for your baby. They mm-hmm. can hear you. It's mm-hmm. It's becoming something more talked about, I think, in mainstream media. But... You've been doing it for such a long time, you know, like, I think that's very interesting. Even massage, massage school, prenatal massage wasn't something that was very, there's not a big section for it. Mm -hmm. It's still very, even if you go today, it's a very small tidbit of what they teach you Mm -hmm. to how to deal with massage for pregnancy. They don't know much about it.
1: Yeah, I was massaging. uh, That's kind of what I, when I started seeing how much emotionally and mentally and spiritually and this Incredible transformation they were going through when I was massaging them because they would talk to me and they would be not only about their bodies and what their bodies were going through but how like literally like a caterpillar is shedding their skin and going into the cocoon Mm -hmm. and growing these new wings and they're transforming into something else and sometimes they don't understand what they're going through and so much comes up and so I'd find myself talking to them and helping them through the transition.
0: Well, you end up putting the therapy into massage therapy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I sometimes, because uh, the room in my office that I use all the time is room six, I sometimes feel like I wish there could be a, a little camera in the face cradle so you can see their face mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and just hear the things that, that people say. And like, I learned so much from what people say during a Bodywork session—it's just like you're you're working things out of the muscles, but it, everything comes out.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and and it's good. That's how we, you know, when you're doing bodywork, and they're. I like. I mean, personally, when they're talking, it's like they're. You know, you're working on their body, but they're releasing all that stuff. So.
0: Which it's you right. hold in your body, and yeah. there's the mind is the body. Every mm-hmm. every cell in the body can hold thoughts, memories, emotions, and so sometimes that comes out, and it, it can be a great thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sometimes you you hear things that are just they're just you learn a lot, and so uh, you know to that extent, conversations from room six, I think, would be an, <laughs> an interesting. Uh,
2: it's a good title know, for a book,
0: YouTube, or a book. <laughs> uh, speaking of book, you have a book. Mindful mom to be, um, what made you decide to write a book? Well, it's a, had, it's a lot of work. It's kind of like having a baby all yeah. by itself.
1: And I'm working on a second one right now, okay. too. so Two babies. I, um, <laughs> yeah. So I, what made me write that book? Well, I from all the years of doing all the stuff I was doing, I created this Rooted for Life program, mm-hmm. which was um, a mind-body-spirit support system through the transition into motherhood. And basically, that became my book. And I was working with one of my clients. And she said, have you thought about writing a book? And I'm like, actually, I have. And she said, I have a great agent you should talk to. And I talked to her for about an hour on the phone. And she said, I just, you know, I don't know if you know this, but I'm, you know, six months pregnant.
0: Oh, wow. (laughs)
1: And I read 12 books. And I learned more from you than I did from any of the books. And why don't we do a book proposal? So I said, okay. And so she, her and I kind of worked on the book proposal, and she took it out to sell, and in six days, there was like a bidding war, and I sold the book. No kidding.
0: Yeah, it's wow. awesome. What was it like to write it? Because selling it is, is one hurdle, but then it's, it's sort of like, oh my goodness, what have I gotten myself into?
1: Well, I had a ghostwriter. That's um, helpful. I'm totally right-brained. Mm-hmm. So I free-write, and... I make apps, like I just need somebody to take all my writing and or put it into structure because I don't have any structure organization skills. It's not, and I, if I try to structure things, it's I can't do it. I can't. Nothing comes out. So as long as I did it that way, it was easy. Um, you
0: got to do your strength. which I is to do the stuff. I, taking what you know and feel and love and work with all the time and just spit it out on paper.
1: Spit it out, and I got to create, which was you know I like to do. It was. I mean, it brings up a lot of. It brought up a lot of stuff for me, like, like that I needed to go work through. Like, you know, it brings up a lot of insecurity. Like, who am I to write this book and do all that mm. kind of stuff? That, but you know, with any new thing you do or any next level you get to, you, there's always an opportunity for growth. So,
0: yeah. So, so you used it as an opportunity to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, are you close with your mom?
1: Yes, I am now.
0: It took a while.
1: We were always close. I mean, she was young. Like I understand, and also I look at it that. I read, like I said, that book, Sacred Contracts, really puts everything into perspective that it was exactly how it had to be, you know? And I even talk about this in my book, The Mindful Mom-to-Be, that sometimes what we don't think, you know, there's no such thing as perfect. Mm -hmm. And even in our most imperfect moments, it actually can be perfect because you're getting what each other really needs. I mean, had I not come into the world this way, I wouldn't be doing the work I'm doing. So, and she did the best she could. You know, she was 17. I can't imagine. I remember being at 17. I remember being at seven, in 17 in a nightclub downtown LA, making out with some guy, like totally drunk and thinking on the dance floor, thinking, oh, and, and something went off in my head that said, oh my God, my mom just, my mom had me at this age. Right. And it was like this big epiphany. Like, I can't even imagine I would have been the same as her.
0: Right, and at that point she was thirty-four, which is when a lot of people are having their first kid.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's so. hard to imagine. Yeah, as a teenager, I was so not in that mind frame. Oh
1: my god, I can't imagine. I I would have been exactly the same. So,
0: is there a technique that you use for yourself that's more powerful than the others for um, letting go of tension or releasing things that are built up inside you?
1: Well, I just moved up to Topanga. Because nature for me um, is is like a ne- it's like a necessity. If I don't, I found um, you know when you're doing births, you know this, you're in the gateway mm-hmm. between life and death, and you know your energy's so expanded and you get so adrenalized, and you're holding such space for the mom and the dad and even the nurses and the doctors or whoever. It's, you know you're kind of you know there's all this energy going out. And so for me to be up in nature and just go home, and it just feeds my soul. So that's one thing. I do this yoga that I actually teach, which is yin and restorative, chakra, um, work with breath, and uh, you know, to really go into the body and see what you're holding, and to clear and move energy.
0: You do that as a class?
1: I used to teach a class at Up Dog, but I do it with my clients privately now. Oh, individually. Mm -hmm. I used to do it for like, like there was about 50 people a week in my class. And by the end, I'd have them, I mean, the whole class was crying because they would just, mm-hmm. but, you know, when you said you're a healer,
0: yeah, you I, a healer, my
1: big thing is to help people heal themselves, like to take them inside to find what's going on with them. And, you know, even if it's what's your truth with birth, what, what, what is your real truth? Like, is it, does your mom want you to do it this way? Does, you know, did your friend do it? Like, what's your truth? Mm. Um, how do you want to parent? I don't like it's, I want to help them find their truth. Be, and I support them in it.
2: You have that towards the end of those chapters. I think it's in like eight and nine, both of them, you, you kind of mention that kind of transition from becoming what you were to becoming a mother mm-hmm. and letting that go and making sure you do that work to kind of release things. Cause it's such a transition becoming a mom. And like you said, most women don't realize. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you're at the end with all this emotion. If you don't make that space for yourself. So I think it's really interesting. I've read a lot of books and not too many mention that that understanding of it is kind of a huge growth period
0: for oh, yourself huge. as a
2: person. And if you don't understand that, it can be so hard once you're there now with this new baby to appreciate your new life because you can't, you're trying to do all of that in those first couple of months. And then it becomes really rough. And you're going
1: to yeah. be different on the other side, and you yeah. don't know what that's going to look like.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And just to allow that space for, like, you you're you're a newborn too, just like your child. So it's just you know having that tender time afterwards to kind of integrate the new you and this baby into
2: your life. I think is really important. I think that's a unique aspect of of that part of your
0: book. Do you work with dads and partners? I do. Because as you are talking about this, it's like my my oldest is fourteen. And I'm just first asking myself some of these questions now. And I was like, these would have been good things to explore a long, long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but even just my, I look at my family, I sometimes have trouble with big picture in general. But like right now, I'm like, where are we? And my, my son's, the oldest is getting ready to go to high school. And it's sort of terrifying. I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> <laughs> that's the beginning of him like flying out on his own. And, and um, it happened so quickly. And um, these kind of thoughts and conversations and mind-clearing um, activities, I feel like would have been so helpful and, and still can be today, but would have been so helpful to think about it at the beginning or at three months, six months, nine months, 12 months. And that's the other thing about you. you, you you're you very unique in the sense that you kind of attach to the growing family not just for the birth. I think a, a lot of us as doulas, you know, they have the baby and we check in once or twice and move on to the next one. But you're there for a, a while. Mm-hmm. How long do you work with, uh, with uh, your clients?
1: Well, I have different packages. So it depends what they do. Um, sometimes I t- I've taken people through fertility because I do fertility coaching and um, I do this all this healing and support work and to get them in a really good headspace and calm and all that kind of things. And then uh once they get pregnant, sometimes I sometimes like it depends what I do. Sometimes I have these really high-end packages where I do I see them every week of their pregnancy, go into the birth, work postpartum, and then do, you know, for the first year of the life as a new mom, I see them every month. So, then I have people for a that, year
0: after the baby so comes. So it's a 2-year journey. Wow. Mhm. That seems so helpful. Yeah. I want the 14 year package. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, we're going to take a little break. It's going very fast, and I still have a lot to, to talk about with you. But I sort of want to go through like, Each of these different things that we mentioned that you do and kind of like take a little pearl of wisdom out of each one to take home practical piece from each one. So after this quick commercial break, come back and join us with Lori Bregman on the Informed Pregnancy Podcast. (laughs) Hey, everyone, it's Dr. Berlin, and I want to talk to you about something that is close to my heart, literally, omega-3 Perfect for sensitive mamas. Don't wait. Visit thisisneeded.com and use code BERLIN to get 20% off your initial order. Experience the needed difference, consciously crafted for your health and the planet. Welcome back to the Informed Pregnancy and Parenting Podcast. We're continuing our discussion with the healer, Lori Bregman. Uh, do you keep track of how many births you've attended?
1: No. Somebody asked me that all the time, and I, I have no idea.
0: I didn't either. I stopped. I don't know if you know. I stopped going a couple of weeks ago.
1: No, you just – I didn't know.
0: I'm taking a break. What I'm, happened? Well, I, I have a wife, four kids, and a dog who I never see. And um, my son – you know, recently he was like, "It would sort of be nice to ha- actually have a dad." <laughs> uh,
1: it's and plus so. you're doing a ninety, like I said, ninety million other things.
0: Yeah, I mean, I work a lot, and and I love what I do, and and it just again I lose big picture sometimes, and so I've I've made some changes in my lifestyle to to be more not just be home more but be present more with myself and my family um, and then that's why I'm extra interested in all these things because I grew up total opposite like what I, I didn't even know what yoga was I thought mm-hmm. like only a handful of people do that and you have to shave your head and sit on a mountaintop have you been sunset. doing it no I haven't gotten that I far thought, yet I thought you were a, remember like a I'm meditating though
1: I remember a little bit ago you were talking about maybe getting into it
0: I did it once and broke a mirror and I thought that's bad luck broke a mirror Yeah, I walked into this class to kickbox with one of my friends at a gym, but it's a multi-purpose room. And so we didn't see they were doing yoga in the corner. And the guy was like, oh, come over, do yoga with us. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm not the yoga type. He goes, yoga is for everyone. And so my friend wanted to go try it. (laughs) So they were doing like this upside down tree Sort of thing, and um, it was like different parts to it. He's like, first get into this position, so I did, and then he's like, and then kick your legs as high as you oh, can. No. Kick oh, your no. legs. An and first, I didn't go high enough. And, and first then, of
1: all, that's crazy. You jumped into yoga like that.
0: And then the second time, I, ca- <laughs> I got closer, but didn't go high and He goes, don't be afraid. Kick as hard as you can. And I kick and I kick my legs right into this mirror that cracked into a bunch of pieces. Oh, and no. he said, well, maybe yoga's not for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> most people <laughs> oh no i was like oh this is no that's good. the wrong
1: yoga yeah. Like I wouldn't start you off there. That's that, for that's sure. That's <laughs> what they were doing,
0: and the other like, people just cat, shot cow. right up. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah. Child's pose. Yeah, there's some other things. <laughs> <Okay>. Child's stars <laughs> exactly. The one where you played that at the end. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about
0: Savasana. Yeah, that's my that's my <laughs> that's that pose was made for me. I star. like
1: restorative in Yin personally. Yeah.
0: Well, I am yeah. thinking about trying it again. I'm getting healthy in other ways. I'm sleeping more, I'm exercising more. I'm I'm um, I'm starting to meditate, which is really cool. I'll
1: come teach you my healing yoga uh,
0: it, I you would, would love it i would definitely try it's it. so
1: easy literally it's just about moving your body and breathing and can really getting in your body
0: okay so sold i'll give you a session i'm gonna come back and report <laughs> about how it went Next the second podcast. time i'll stay away from all sort of glass and shiny objects so and no inversions for your first and time no inversions i won't No. Um, but you've been to a lot of births, is my point. I've been to a lot. A lot of births. And so I, I sort of want to pick your brain from the wisdom that you've gathered. Because no matter how much you learn and study, I think going through it with your clients, you you pick up so much. Mm-hmm. And every one that you have, you have something else to bring to your next client that you didn't have before. That's right. I don't and think,
1: you never stop learning. You I never mean, stop learning. I, I just did a birth, I did two births last week, and I learned something from each one, whether it's something that happened or something a nurse taught me or I learned from a midwife or I watched somebody do something in labor like where, you know you just you keep you learn or uh, you constantly learn and it, that's the beauty of doing this for so long because your toolbox is so big because you
0: your tool gather. belt is probably requires four people to carry it
2: and very sparkly
0: and very spark. Well, if it's yours, it's very sparkling. <laughs>
2: That's what I feel like it would be like. <laughs> Thank you. So,
0: what I love to do is sort of pick your brain and, and get some of that wisdom from you, both for myself and for Kristen, and also for our audience. So, if we were, if we were, if if I just found out I was pregnant and I called you and I said, you know, I've heard about all the magic. Where do I start?
1: I would send you. I would ask you what package you want to do. Okay. And go through the different packages. Um, and also, I'm only doing three or four births now a month.
0: Only, <laughs> well, well, I am
1: because I was doing five to nine, and like oh you,
0: goodness,
1: I, I I fried my adrenals. And I, you know, I really like to show up for my people and give a hundred percent. And and I was giving pretty much a hundred percent, but I had no life. I mean, I was like, cr- like giving you know, giving everything I had to everybody, and and needed to. You know, here I am in my book, talk about self care all the time, and I was the last man on the totem pole. So I've really slowed it down and now have a lot more space to do that. So I would do that, you know, first be like, first, am I available? Mm Because I'm really trying to stick with my boundary with myself
0: to take three or four.
1: Um, And then I would talk about packages.
0: Yeah. So, I mean... But once we started to work together, that's what I'm saying. Where do I? I, I know nothing about pregnancy, nothing about childbirth, nothing, nothing about parenting, postpartum. Um, assuming I have the full Lori Bregman package, where 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 do I start? As somebody who's who's pregnant and doesn't know too much, where should I start?
1: The first thing, if I if you just did the basic doula package with me, mm-hmm. I would come and meet you and and your partner, and just you know, get a sense of everything and just kind of build a relationship and talk to you about your intentions for birth. And if you didn't really know anything, I might suggest some books.
0: What books do you like?
1: I love Ina May's Guide to Childbirth. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think I think there's not one of my clients that I don't have read that book because I really feel like it shows you what what we're made to do, you know, what our bodies can do. And it really takes the fear out of it and kind of inspires a lot of people
0: that's um, a good choice
1: I, I it depends who they are, what I have them read. Um, if they don't really want to if they are like more into the psycho, like the the psychological, I'll do the Thomas Verney's books, um you know, the Secret Life of the
2: Unborn Child. Um, i it depends
0: different strokes for different folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so
2: some people who are really like cerebral or you know, more medical, you might suggest other things or things like
1: I that. seriously like literally look at who I'm. That's why I work so closely. So I really look at my person and be like, okay, how am I gonna? If
2: partners speak to are them? different, do you suggest different books for different, like the the wife instead of the? the I partner, always give.
1: Or? I will, yeah, I'll give them like um, I love the birth partner for men mm. because it's it's bullet pointed.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and then it's just easy for them
1: to read, and they really li- they like it. Yeah, so it's like short, and mm-hmm.
2: they can take what do they need yeah
0: yeah it's also I, I think a lot of partners in general don't don't really understand what kind of role the power of the role that they can play mm.
1: i suggest your podcast a lot oh i, I recommend my
0: podcast all the yeah. time on the same page. <laughs> it's really good wow yeah How it's for- it's like a huge honor that you recommend inma and my podcast i, I
1: do well, i think you have such good information on here
0: thank you so much mm-hmm. wait till you hear the one with Lori bregman
2: Oh, my God. I can't <laughs> wait. <laughs> How about for child education? Do you, do you have ones you like that you suggest if they haven't started? I
1: do. It depends who they are. Okay. Um, I do – basically, I'll come do a basic birth prep with them. So I'll talk about birth and all those things. And if they want to go deeper and depending on what's coming up for them, I might suggest, um, you know, Beanie or Deborah Ull or uh, uh, up in Topanga um, – Oh, my God. Britta?
0: Oh, Britta Bush. Yeah. She was on here. I know. She's oh. amazing. Yeah. It's just a whole different approach.
1: Yeah. So it depends who they are, like, again, who they are and where they want, like, what level of depth they want to go, or sometimes mine's just enough for them.
2: Okay.
0: You do a lot with nutrition. hmm So if I'm a crappy eater, is there a nutritional starting point?
1: I have you do a food log. Ooh,
0: God. Um,
1: and I, this is something- a lot of paper. That is the basic doula <laughs> thing I don't do, but I will do it if people, you know, so it's like usually I, with my other packages, I'll start the first session I do as a woman's um, healthy mom, healthy baby. And we set the foundation for the pregnancy and I'll look through your diet, your sleep, your, your stress, um, your exercise, um, your vitamins, your, you know, what you're taking. Uh, your cleaning supplies, your your body lotion. I look through everything. Oh, wow.
0: Yeah, she does a do-it-yourself. really thorough. Uh,
2: do-it-yourself mm-hmm. product cleaner. Well, because you're creating
1: a foundation. Like, and I always say to people, would you build your house on a crappy foundation? You have a choice. So, you know, the things that you put in your body, on your body, you create the foundation for your child to grow from.
0: Do you see clients who are not prenatal? Mm-hmm. So, because these things apply to anybody.
1: Well, everything I do. I mean, I use mothers and... and and uh, Pregnancy, and, but really it's life that I bring into that work.
0: But I'm just saying some random person who has no intention on having a child, can they come do Rooted for Life?
1: Yeah, but I usually do. I mean, it's just I'm so geared towards women and pregnancy. But a lot of my – like some of the husbands will ask me to help them.
0: Yeah, I can see why. Mm-hmm. When you do that nutrition, is it for both of them anyway? I mean, it seems like it would be hard for – for the pregnant partner to make all those changes while the non pregnant partner is can, eating a cheeseburger. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> you know, I no, I do it mostly with the the, the pregnant the partner. pregnant one. But I also don't believe in tweaking the diet too much because you won't stick with it. And and as you know too, during the first part of pregnancy, you crave you have these cravings that are crazy, and you yes. tend to crave what you crave as a child. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, I— I might,
0: I, I might be in, in my first trimester. <laughs> <laughs> I crave those comfort <laughs> foods all day long. It
2: was, that's a funny story. What? In my first—a uh, craving that I had was McDonald's uh, breakfast burritos. And I never put that together, but I didn't know why. And I I would have a headache, and I tried forever not to eat it. I eat pretty well. Mm-hmm. And so I had a headache for the whole week, and then I had to have my husband bring me to McDonald's, and I sat there, and I was crying, and I was like, there is absolutely no nutritional value in this, but I have to eat it. (laughs) And I ate it, and my headache went away, and I had to have about, like, two or three in that first trimester. That's okay. And I I cried the whole time, but that just made— Sense to me that it was probably something I ate as a kid. Your
0: kid, kid cravings.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. that's so interesting.
1: But your, but your baby will pull from your body. Yeah, so this is another reason why I do a lot of prep for not, not even fertility, but people that are wanting to get pregnant. Because even if you don't eat great in the first trimester, which most people have a hard time doing, or
2: might not even know they're pregnant.
1: Right, your body, your baby's going to pull from your body. It'll pull from your fat. It'll pull from you know what. You, so it's good to start. And plus, you know, the healthier you are, the more they have to draw from. Right. And, you know, the healthier pregnancy.
0: Are there specific supplements that you recommend?
1: I like my um, knocked up smoothie.
0: Uh That's your thing. Yeah. I don't people keep coming into the office drinking it.
1: Yeah. (laughs) What's in it? Superfoods that feed you and your baby. Um, Okay. It's just all food. It's all food. Uh, I think I did put a little, I put some spirulina in there because I do like spirulina. Um, there's hemp seeds and there's all, um, avocado and. It looks spinach. thick and rich. And yeah. And they smile
0: when they drink it. So it must also taste good. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Dates because it helps um, soften your serve. Remember, did you read that study about. Six Dates. Yeah. Every day. Not six, two to four.
0: Two to four? Oh, uh, you see, I always blow everything out of proportion. Well, six is probably, <laughs> if six will probably
1: get it even done more. That's why. <laughs> wow.
0: Well, I don't think, I could think I could have 60 and I'm not going to have any cervical ripening.
1: Yeah, but I don't change the diets too much. I kind of look where we can tweak and whether it's they're sp- spacing things out, they're not getting enough of this, they're not getting enough of that, and just look at some things that we can do. Because if I change their diet too much, they're not going to stick with it. Right. So little little tweaks make a difference. Sneaking food in some places where we, you know, can
2: help them with like calcium. It seems like each one has in each part, each month, she gives like a little something probably that you might need in that month. So like
0: based on the baby's needs.
2: Yeah. So I think in the second trimester, it's like calcium. And she like gives examples of what to take from each one. Or like
1: I think it's I can't remember now, but I think month three or four, like three, I think. You st- you can tend to go get a little anemic. Yes. So I have you eat more iron rich foods. Mm-hmm. But I mean, but you but I don't want you to eat you want to eat that all through. Yeah.
0: Do you have other smoothie recipes? Like uh during fertility, do you have like a yeah, no- knock have, me up smoothie or I
1: have <laughs> I have a knocked up, a get praggy.
0: Oh, get praggy. Oh. Uh huh. That's cute. Uh,
1: and a more milk.
0: Get Preggy by a preggy.
1: one.
2: You have a lactation smoothie. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to try them all.
1: <laughs> the fertility one, you better be, watch out. I know, your wife I to watch that, out I because it's an aphrodisiac. Oh really? Oh boy.
0: <laughs> Here we go. That with my yoga. Wait, how many
1: kids do you have now?
0: I already. I'm think we four. have four, right?
2: Well, I guess you've become you a dog.
1: It, it brings your sperm count way up, so you really? might, might be on number five. If oh, you so it's that. for both partners. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Get preggy. Get I don't preggy. Like it could
2: be a song.
1: Get preggy. Get and what's preggy. what's the one afterwards? Knocked out.
0: Is the pregnancy and then postpartum? More milk. Oh, more milk. All at Beaming. There's a Beaming in our building. There is? Yeah.
2: That's why they're all drinking it there.
0: That's why they all drink it there.
2: I think there needs to be more in different locations because we don't have any near us.
0: Near you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're growing. Beaming's growing. Uh, Okay. Can we talk about uh, then how we do mindfulness, meditation, and yoga? Um, you do that individually with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, for someone, again, like me, I obviously started the wrong way in yoga, got off to the wrong foot, so to speak. Um, someone who, who doesn't feel like they're flexible or doesn't feel like they, you know, hasn't done yoga before, how do you ease into it?
1: My yoga is, again, it's like it. I'm really big on the healing part of yoga. So it's what I like is when I do it, even myself, I do what I do with my clients is I sit on the floor, and I hold poses, and I breathe into my body, and any time my, mi- my mind wanders, I bring it back to my body and try to massage it out with my breath. And we'll do certain visualizations, and if I get an image, I'll, I'll work with that image. So it's kind of, you know, um, I studied all the chakras, so...
0: What's a chakra?
1: Energy channels of your body. You know what energy
0: is. No, no, are. I'm just sharing with the so, audience.
1: <laughs> they're energy channels of the body. So... Um, with when trying to get pregnant, I do a lot of work with the second chakra. Um, with moms, I'll do a lot of work or work you know, with um their heart mm-hmm. and you know opening up their heart if if they're you know new moms and breastfeeding, especially because they're hunched over a lot. So we'll do like a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, the yoga I also do is I, I kind of bring that into my comfort measures. When I teach comfort measures, that's part of one of my sessions I do if they if for the basic doula package, Because I teach them how to really breathe into their body and sit through uncomfortableness Mm -hmm. and breathe into it and, you know, breathe it out of your body. And and then breathe in something positive, breathe out something negative. So you start doing this, like, deep, slow breathing. Um, The slower you breathe, the calmer you'll be. And, you know, in in labor, we always rock. because, And if you think of it, we rock babies because it calms your nervous system too and um so between the deep belly breathing which i teach in the yoga and the movements, it's kind of you know they they start to be able to go into their body and sit and when you're holding a pose for a really long time and breathing you want to run mm-hmm. but if you breathe through it and you work through it all of a sudden eventually it just lets go let and you know
0: that's really neat that mm-hmm. is very neat um you do body work mm-hmm. you've been doing massage therapy that was sort of your entry hmm um, how do you incorporate body work into pregnancy? And then after that, I want to talk about birth specifically.
1: Well, I, d- I do prenatal massages.
0: Is so, it for you? Is it physical? Yeah. Or are you just like taking tight, stiff, achy muscles and No, I'll come them? with my
1: massage table and give them a massage. Um, it's another way for me to build relationship. So the more that I see people, the more I know them and the more that – when we go into the room, to the birth room, I can just watch them and just be so tuned into what's going on without them saying anything, and how to navigate and talk to them. Mm-hmm. Um, you and,
0: learn and, a lot by doing massage with somebody.
1: Yeah, you just build relationship, and the more that they know me, and more time we spend together, the more they trust me to let go because they know I have their back. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> but I
0: mean, for me, because. You know, a lot of chiropractors don't do massage, and but during pregnancy we lose some of our diagnostic tools. Well, you do. Well, I do, and yeah. everybody who works in our office does. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, the way I met Kristen was she was training, and she wanted to do more prenatal care. But in in chiropractic school, I would say more than ninety percent of the chiropractors that will graduate won't do, do massage it. work. Yeah. But <clears throat> but especially during pregnancy. It really helps. Um, it really helps with the diagnostic part. You can feel the different parts of the body: neck, shoulders, jaw, hips, mm-hmm. pelvis, and see where they're holding on to not just the aches and pains and stiffness that come from how you sit at work or how you sleep on your pillow, but also other things that you hold on from the inside. And you can then also therapeutically release a lot of that with, with your hands. Mm-hmm. But it's um, there's conditioning because sometimes if I work with somebody all pregnancy long, then we'll, we'll be at a birth. I can sometimes – I know – the body, and I know how it relates to their mind and how I can just sort of hold a space, hold a spot, and then it just her whole mind and body will relax Mm -hmm. from that. So it's powerful in conjunction with the other things that you're doing in a different way than prenatal massage would maybe just be like, oh, you have low back pain. Let's work through your your QL and your piriformis and Mm -hmm. your glutes and work it out. Mm -hmm. What about birth plan?
1: I do a whole birth plan with them. Um, What
0: elements are you looking at in your birth plans
1: well first i do a whole intake i wrote down every single question that um and i you know i don't really do i i we talk about our intentions and stuff with with uh with when i do a home birth Mm -hmm. but midwives are on you know we're not going it's at home and we're doing it with midwives and they're more on the same if we're doing it at home and on midwife we're all on the same team we might plan about like what rooms we want to, like, that kind of thing. But we mm-hmm. I usually do that with the midwives. So it's and more practical. Yeah, yeah. And, well, if we go to the hospital, yeah. I do usually some kind of thing. My plan is not, like, set in stone, that th- my birth has to be like this. Because the one thing I tell everybody is birth is completely unpredictable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to basically our plan is a way for me to educate and to um, basically say that this is the way I would love my 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 birth to be handled, and I want to be treated, and my baby to be treated, and to really teach them about options that they have. And so the first thing I do is I just go through the whole intake form of what the questions the hospitals ask. Mm -mm. So that way, when I'm home, because usually we labor with them for a while at home, by the time we transition to the hospital, I can just give them the intake form, and then they can just focus on what they're you know, get they don't they're not taken out of you know you have to transition them into the hospital. into
0: that space yeah
1: so that way and then usually the
2: partner will kind of go over it with them and that probably helps also their transition you know setting up that space like you were talking about right Because they already understand what they're going to be asked and those kind of questions mm-hmm. they're not nervous they're not and then so the first time they saw it
1: the husband's there too with all these sessions so the husband and I always say like you'll do this I'll get her transitioned. And then it's kind of a nicer, easier way.
0: I think that's important also because a lot of times our clients are afraid to hire a doula. Mm -hmm. They're not, but they want one. But the partner will be more skeptical because they don't want to be replaced. So it's really neat that you sort of go through it during the pregnancy and find their strengths and help Mm -hmm. them support their laboring partner that way. And then you have your strengths and you all work together as a team.
1: Yeah, I do all the birth preps with the husband or the partner and I you know I never want to get in I want to bring them closer together not get in the way and run the show unless somebody's so uncomfortable and that's they're not they're just kind of like I'm going to be I want them to be honest and be in truth again like if they're they're that's not their thing I'll do whatever but if if they're you know most of the I mean most of my clients referrals come from the husbands
0: Mm, interesting so um when No matter the birth setting, right, home birth, hospital birth, midwives, obstetrician, even whether it's vaginal or abdominal, medicated or unmedicated, one of the things that I see come up over and over and over again at birth is fear. Yeah. And no matter the the setting, no matter even the intention, how they want it to go or how it's going, um, fear management seems to be a big part of the role of the doula, what do you do? Because you have so many tools at your disposal. How do you help? I mean, you're there sometimes for hours and hours, and you know that when that fear goes away and they relax their body, things are going to progress.
1: Yeah. I try to work through a lot of it before birth. Um, and one of the sessions I do is like, you know, how are you fe- I always do like, how are you feeling? And, you know, sometimes around when we're getting close to birth, stuff really comes up. Stuff comes up in the beginning, and then stuff will come up at the end. And then stuff comes up in birth. I see a lot. That it's ha- interesting
0: that you say that because there's a lot of nausea and vomiting at the beginning. And then sometimes that nausea comes back right. at the end. So stuff's coming up.
1: Yeah, literally. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So I try to work through a lot of it or, you know, understand their background and, you know, what's going on. Um, and then stuff will come up in birth. And, you know, I always have them talk about it with me. During labor? Yeah, because I've just seen if they can get it out, things move. And just I also know how to navigate them. I know how to work with them and I how to talk to them mm-hmm. where I can calm them down like that because I know them so well.
0: Because you've done so much work ahead of time.
1: Yeah, and I'm so I, – I mean I spend so much time with these people that
2: – You know, their are key words or, or some, like a, something know, that could let – like you're saying, just release.
1: Yeah, I can just go right in and talk to them.
0: It's kind of amazing. I, I In general, I think doulas, I wish there were doulas for other things, you know, like yeah. bis- business doulas who you <laughs> right. can call at two o'clock in the morning and be like, oh, my God, I'm freaking out. I got this deal going on. and Because uh, you can call the attorney, but it's really expensive. And they're never <laughs> available at two o'clock in the morning. Um,
2: and they're not as encouraging.
0: They're not as encouraging. No, so far, everything that you've talked about, I'm like, I need to do that. I got to try that. I got to do this. <laughs> um, but... It's going back full circle, you came into birth, you were drawn to birth very solidly and clearly and powerfully um, and based on your own experience um, as in the womb and, and, and through your birth and beyond. And it sounds like you've, you've um, put together quite a program and, and spent your, your career so far trying to improve that for other people and um, it must hopefully it feels rewarding to you
1: yeah i mean i i love what i do i mean it's so rewarding bringing you bringing life into this world and seeing my women and couples and families thrive and you know it's really rewarding
0: and i love that through your writings now your first book which is out and the second book that you're working on and through podcasts and other things we get to bring you to a much greater audience
1: Mm
0: -hmm. where do we find you online
1: um, loribregman.com. My Instagram is Lbreggy. L B R E G G Y.
0: Okay, we're going to tag you on there on our Instagram. Thank you. Um, I'm really thankful that you came and shared with us, and I'm definitely going to take you up on that round two yoga.
1: I promise you, we're not going to do it anywhere near glass. <laughs> I
0: try again yoga, <laughs> and I will come back and report how that went.
1: You're going to love it.
0: Uh, Thanks, Kristen, for being here as well at home. Thanks for listening to the Informed Pregnancy Podcast. If you like our program, share us with your friends, rate us, and leave a comment in your podcast app. And visit us online at informedpregnancy.com.